As a disclaimer, Monsterfuckers Anonymous is indeed about wanting to love and have sex with monsters, but we want to make things extremely clear from the get-go. The monsters we will be selecting will be sentient and able to consent. Not all of the chosen monsters will be sapient, but we will not be endorsing zoophilia or bestiality. Anthropologically, monsters all around the world and media representations of them have had many racial and sociological implications. We will be as transparent and ethical as possible, while also sex positive and mostly having fun. Monsters. Creatures feared all around the world in folklore and myths. Terrifying beings such as the fiendish and frightening fae, demonic devils, sultry sirens, hazardous harpies, and countless chaotic creatures coming from crevices of every continent. As long as stories have existed, there's been one pressing question that has remained unanswered by scholars for generations. One powerful thought that has plagued our minds for millennia. Can we fuck these monsters? That is what we're here to find out today. Welcome to Monsterfuckers Anonymous. for sure. A podcast where every episode we're going to be talking about monsters and answering that age-old question of should we be having sex with them. I am your curious color commentator cleric and here with me as always is the wonderful and talented Joe. I'm talented this time huh? Yeah I did say talentless in like the first three uh, attempts of doing this intro and it is honestly I kind of want to keep that one in but I know we can't. Anyway um (laughs) We're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be talking. <laughs> so our show concept is fairly simple. Every episode, we will talk about a certain type of monster, as far as its looks, lore, attitude, media representations, and everything just in general. Then we'll be ranking it to see if we should actually be pursuing this monster and if we care or not. How we rank them will be the very empirically sound scale, the Papo scale. Patent pending, uh, our patent pending super scale that's super, super, super scientifically sound. Uh, POPO stands for possibility, attractiveness, audacity, uh, parental acceptance, and then overall attraction. Each one within a score of 1 to 10 and then averaged out between me and Joe. Uh, so we'll do doing all the math off screen. We'll be talking about our scores out loud and then we'll just give you a number and that'll be put on into a general ranking that we'll have throughout the Uh, the season or throughout uh, all the episodes that we have so you know where each monster stands for us and in general so today we will be talking about two D&D fiends or I I guess devils technically Mm -hmm. and then two D&D demons yes which I think off the bat uh, how do you feel about demons and fiends and demons and devils in general Great. Love them. No matter what. Even if if it's the disgusting uh, slug prince. Uh, mm. Feel great about it. Love them. I will say they're kind of a mid for me. I'm not a super fan of just like the horns and just like everything. Like that kind of like grunge, 
like super horn and just like metal vibe that they give off. But okay, I, so you never had an emo phase? Um, I did okay. not. Actually, that is can I have not had an emo phase at all. I was a good Christian boy and then became bisexual. <laughs> so then you aren't. You are no longer a good Christian boy because of the bisexual part. Oh, I think Jesus would love me still, but you know, okay. you never know. The okay. church wouldn't. Um, I currently have beside me um, uh, a book about demonology cartography not cartography cartomancy it's not even like a deck of tarot cards it's like a deck of books that have demons that exist in catholicism and in general and i you make your own interpretations based on the uh specific divinations that they have so i am very well equipped for this conversation i would say and as someone who grew up in the church and was told to fear demons, all I bring is my innate interest to be around demons. I I also grew up very Christian. However, that made me that drew me closer to demons. So I would say Christianity had the opposite effect that it should have had on me. They really they gave you a slogan like stay away from demons and Joe was like, Oh, stay away. Like, do you remember those statues of Lucifer that they put in, like, a Catholic private academy or church or something, and then they had to take it away, or they had to redo it because it was too sexy the first time? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you that that can't that, that does feel real. Audience, you can look it up later. Um, right now, I think we are going to be deciding if we're going to be talking about either devils or demons first. Uh, Joe, as our technical analyst, I think you get first choice on which one you want to talk about, and I will follow suit. Okay, so hellish mommies or abyssal daddies? <laughs> That's honest. You know what? I think we gotta we gotta work up to abyssal daddies because I know which one you've okay. chosen, and I, I know which one opinion. you've chosen. <laughs> All so. Right. Somebody likes twinks. Anyway, um, All right. so I will, I can lead in with mine. Um, I'll be talking about the wonderful Aaron Yees of the Infernal Legacy. The most beautiful and striking of all lesser and greater evils, the Aaron Yees are fierce and disciplined warriors. Sweeping down from the skies, they bring swift death to creatures that have wronged their masters or defied the edicts of Asmodeus. The Aranyes appear as male or female humans, with statuesque builds and large feathery wings. Most wear stylized armor and horned helms, and carry exquisite swords and bows. A few also use ropes of entanglement to ensnare powerful foes. Legends tell of the first Aranyes were angels that fell from the upper plains because of temptation or misdeed. Aranyes are always willing to take advantage of being mistaken for celestials in their missions of conquest and corruption. So, first off, right off the bat, just right off, I think we're all thinking it, we just gotta say it, that's the Dom Mommy right there. Josh the, Yeah, the picture of her... In on the D and D Beyond that I'm looking at right now is a armor-clad, 
black and red fallen angel with literally a rope of entanglement. And that is hot. I mean, imagine her just walking up to you, wrapping that rope around you, and just being like, you're mine now. That is hot. 100%. Like, that is just like, that is, mm, like, <laughs> mm, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, something that can probably be assumed at this point um, is that I feel like I just, I feel like I mostly want to be her. Like she's, she is like gearhead, sadist, like rope entangler, hunter kind of like just someone that is fantastic at all of those kinks, fetishes, whatever. And it, I feel like honestly, she doesn't, this is, doesn't even have to be a partner situation, I think, or even like a sex situation. This is just someone that is like, probably the most stable figure in your life i would have to disagree and listen the reason Mm -hmm. that i say so is because stable not emotionally but like this person knows exactly every single thing down to the t like everything about her life she like has a strong understanding she has resolve she has revenge and vendetta she's a fallen angel potentially um and um, I love a zealot, and that's just what—that's just everything. That's gonna be all of these episodes. Is I love someone <laughs> I that's, love. has very strong opinions, which I do value, and I think that is gonna bring it into both the bedroom and the personal life because you know she knows what she wants, and she's gonna tell you what she. And you know that we're both bottoms, so... A hundred percent. So I am... You know she's going to peg the shit out of me, and I'm fine with that. That is what I desire. If I was like, hey, I'm not really feeling up to it tonight, she's going to be like, wow, you're a whore bitch. And I'm going to be like, all right, I have work in the morning. We could do a quickie, and her quickie is like this seven is hours. Work. Yeah. This is absolutely her work. Um, I will say... I think there's something about, like, I think there is something to say about the difference between if we're treating her as, like, a dom that we're, like, paying for versus, like, a girlfriend or a partner or whatever. Um, I think as, like, a dom, I think we would have to go out of our way to fulfill our part of the transaction to be able to even, like, talk to her. Yeah. So it's very funny to assume that she is going out of her way for you in this, in this kind of thing. Um, but as like a girlfriend, I feel like she would kill for you. Yeah. You know, if she, we were to, in a in relationship, most likely she would fucking like murder somebody. She'd be like, listen, I heard this cashier was, a, was mad at you and you like took a tone of voice. So I cut his head off and also cut the heads off his entire family. And you'd be like, babe, Thanks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which isn't a problem, except for when you get run out of town for murder. But again, that level of devotion could also come bite you in the ass. Like, say you break up because, you know, it's just not working out. You want to see other people. She could still be devoted to you and then devote to your downfall. You know? That's that's going to come up. That's, that's a dual-edged sword right there of a level of devotion. It's possible. 
but also she is big titty goth dom gf and that mm-hmm. is i think that outweighs it you know how they say like uh, the hot crazy scale uh both 10 out of 10s so <laughs> uh willing to go for which speaking of numbers <laughs> we should start going on for our first popo scale which is possibility which is how likely it is that you can have sex with and or romance this monster which i'm gonna say is probably a six out of ten for me it doesn't it's within the realm of possibilities but either way it's gonna be difficult because she's you're gonna have to really earn it with her and she's still Mm -hmm. gonna treat you like shit the entire time you're trying to earn it for her i simply don't think so Mm. um i think possibility i think definitely it won't be as easy because she's a flying fallen angel type and i think i would really have to like i'd have to probably like have a sacrifice ready to even talk to her like the first time yeah um which will take a lot of uh, that'll take a a good amount of time because you don't want to be arrested while you're going about it um and sacrifices are looked down upon in modern society which is true but i think with enough gusto and with enough gumption and endurance i i will be i'll be uh gauche enough to say seven out of ten okay all right i'll I'll relent i'll relent a bit that i mean if you have to straight up sacrifice a goat every time you want to talk to her that also seems like a problem it's definitely lower possibility but i think if you, I think I could work something out. <laughs> right. So then, next on the popo scale is the A, which is for attractiveness. Is how hot these monsters are to us specifically. Ten out of ten. Nine out of ten. One. Okay. No, I mean like again, it's, it's what <laughs> I'm I just kidding. Don't, don't. All right. No, it's like I said at the top of the top of the show. Um, while I do think she is hot, and I do think one hundred percent hot punk goth girlfriend who's willing to just like beat the shit out of you is definitely up my alley. The other thing is, it's just like, I feel like one day when we're sitting, like sitting in bed together, she's going to every night, her pajamas are like, have three layers of like shackles and like leather on top of it. And it's just going to be difficult to just for that every outfit, you know, like you're going to be laying down in bed. You'd be like, Hey baby, want to do something? And then you have to like get past seven layers of horns and like spikes in order to get anywhere that's a problem for you okay all right are you saying you got like you got locksmith of talents in that i have time <laughs> i have nothing but time nothing but time all right all right so i say nine you say ten we'll let <laughs> it rock we'll let it rock so next on the scale is audacity which is just how much hubris or how like daring it has to be in order to pursue them uh, and so I'm going to say that it's that's going to be a hard task to do. It's going to. It's pretty audacious. Yeah, you're really risking it to go up there. Uh, and so for people watching, just so you understand the this scale, uh, a lower score means it's like super difficult task, and a higher score means a easy streak. Which is why I'm saying for for this monster, three out of ten. I'm going to, yeah, I say the same. I think it's the same. Yeah. It's going to be a difficult task. She's not going to look at you at all. And it's not like a hot disdain, 
I mean, it is a hot disdain, but it's not like one of those like I'm looking down on you because it's a thing. But it's like I'm literally looking down on you, and I'd rather spit in a like a shit than even look in your eyes. Spit in a shit. Spit in a shit. I said what I said. Okay. Yeah. And last, uh, but necessarily not least, and at least in the individual categories, is parental acceptance. Would my Christian immigrant parents be cool with me coming home with this monster? And the answer is immediately a no for this one. Well, Mm -hmm. the thing with them, right, is that, Mm -hmm. let me see, let me see. They're always willing to take advantage of being mistaken for celestials and their missions of conquest and corruption. So they can be, they can act the demure Christian girlfriend. Here's the thing, though. That's a relationship mm-hmm. built on lies. And so suddenly we have to keep up that appearance for the rest That's of our lives. That's my whole relationship with my parents. You so. know what? You're not wrong. You're not You're not wrong. I Which will one say... More lie? What? What's one more lie? Exactly. I will say, probably for me, it'll be an 8 out of 10. Still, I believe that it's possible to be fairly high. But it will be hard. I understand that. Uh, I think my parents would absolutely have a fit if I brought anyone even remotely close to that. I think uh, I think either way, my parents would just be like, no, no, thank you. Be gone. But and, wouldn't, wouldn't our, at least it's a woman, right, parents? Yeah, but you know, my mother, even if it is a woman, do, <laughs> Hold on, let's not... Even... (laughs) Does your mom want you to bring home a woman, or, um... My mom just wants me to go home. Okay, yeah. That's basically it. (laughs) So what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I'm thinking it's gonna be, like, a... a, That's gonna be a 4 out of 10. Okay. She's super happy, and, like, if they can, like, disguise themselves, that works out. But it's still, I think, it's just going to be a tough road. Because eventually there, there is going to be a slip-up in the act. And once that slip-up happens, it's all downhill from there. Possible. Yeah. So our last one is the overall attractiveness with score 1 out of 10, where we take my score and Joe's score, and then we get an average of those two to give you the overall attractiveness for this, which is the definitive one for the show. Pause for math. Pause for math. So, for the overall score... Wait, what is this monster's name again? Aaron Yees. Aaron Yees. So, for the overall score for the Aaron Yees, adding up my score and Joe's scores gives us an average overall attractiveness of 6.25 out of 10, which is pretty decent. That's, like, that's above a 5, so that's, like, above the halfway point. That's pretty good. So, our individual scores for Cleric, the Aaron Yees, was an overall 5.5 out of 10, and for me, it was a 7 out of 10. We can see who's the harsher judger here. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, what is our next monster on the list, Joe? That would be your Merilith. Hi, Kestrel here, editor and producer of MFA, with a small editor's note. During this episode, we confused the Merilith with the devil. While we corrected that mistake during the recording, I wanted to let you know ahead of time to avoid any confusion going forward. You'll find the monster we've selected in its place is far more appropriate for this following segment, and so I'd like to introduce for you, the Horned Devils. 
Horn devils are lazy to the point of belligerence and reluctant to put themselves in harm's way. Moreover, they hate and fear any creature stronger than themselves. When they are sufficiently provoked or antagonized, the fury of these fiends can be terrifying. A male branch stands as tall as an ogre and is sheathed in scales as tough as iron. The flying infantry of the hellish legions, horn devils follow orders to the letter. Their huge wings and sweeping horns create an intimidating presence as they drop from the sky and strike with deadly forks and lashing tails. So we're just talking about big hot monster at this point. Himbos. Himbos. But not even this is the worst form of himbos. <laughs> this is a uh, evil bow. Evil bow. Evil yeah. bow. Which is a dumb, evil, just big dumb jogger. Which, you know, not the best, not the worst, but still hot. Like, definitely, definitely. The wingspan, the like, the the abs, the ass. Oh, imagine the abs and the ass. Just imagine just like looking up in the sky and just seeing like a big fucking just juicy. You can objectify this devil, like. Oh, one hundred percent this devil was made to be objectified. What I don't appreciate is them being lazy and, like, just being like, you know they're going to be lazy lovers. You're not. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're just going to be like, you're going to get into that situation where you're like, all right, babe, let's do it. And they're just going to be like, I only do missionary. I don't think that they would be that boring. Like, I don't think they're... I don't know. I don't think their tastes would be boring. I think... Just get, like, you get on top. That's it. I think I they're pillow down. princesses. Oh my god, they might be. <laughs> <laughs> Little pillow princess. Big, big evil pillow princess. Oh my god. Is this changing your framework actively? No, or? no I, okay. still, I still think they suck. I'm not okay. a big fan of these ones, to be honest. This I was like, your choice. I, so. I Listen, this wasn't my first choice, and we both know it. We know what the bloopers were. If the outtakes ever get released. Uh, yeah, this, no. This does prove that the Abyss is underrated and is actually much sexier than Hell. Yeah, 100%. Hell it seems pretty basic, to be honest. The only one being the sexy flying Dom moms. They're lawful evil. It's not They're bad. Dumb. Lawful evil is basically most of what the world is today. Yeah, exactly. They're capitalists, they're contractors, they're landlords. Yeah, easy. So, you know, so we're dealing with a landlord. You're fucking your landlord. (laughs) Oh, no. I feel like they couldn't even be bothered to be property managers. They're just pillow princesses that like to wrestle. And sometimes they just like to sleep. Joe, could you explain the concept of pillow princesses just in case anybody is curious or wondering? If you don't know what a pillow princess is, why are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) It's just a lazy bottom. No. Or I will put it in a more positive light that that they're just more comfortable in that role. And you normally, they have partners that are willing to be... um, more dominant with them 
That was um, such an immediate blowback that, you know what, you're right. If you don't know what a pillow princess is, why are you listening to this podcast? Get help. Go go back to kindergarten. Weirdo. Um, it's a slang phrase that describes someone who prefers to receive sexual stimulation more than they do to give it. Then, yeah, Horn Devil's 100% a pillow princess. Yeah, but it, it's I th- honestly that is making them more attractive to me though because they're himbos. They're like jocks that are like unapologetically like pillow princesses. Well, they're unapologetic about it, but they're also seem like they're gonna be like dicks about it. It's like yo, come on, do the work. Come on, come on. Like hey, they could be brats. Oh, they do. You know, I can see brats. They're just big dumb. Brats. Brat dolls. In fact, I will be making um, probably a horn devil playable character after this. Um, <laughs> Next campaign is just going to be a, uh, a horn devil. Uh, Joe will be playing a horn devil uh, pillow princess. That's a himbo brat. brat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, do we want to get into the Popo scale? Let's, let's get into the Popo scale. That's, this is all that we basically have to say about them. Yeah. So, possibility. What we what we thinking about possibility to, to, to even fit this monster's junk up in your business? I think that's a four. The reason being, A, they're lazy, and B, they are known to be tall and have these giant wingspans. That's so true. the difficulty in bed with the wings and just how big they are compared to the human body does not, like, I don't think would compute. They're tough as iron. Which means that's an iron rod going straight up in your junk buck. <laughs> okay. That, or if they are the pillow princess and you're the one given, that butthole iron tight, clenched. I don't think so. Okay, what do you, what is your counter argument to that then? My counter argument is that like even even though um there's sheaths and scales, that doesn't necessarily mean that like what's inside or like past the scales is like not also um like similar anatomy to I guess just assuming that horn devils are like have anything anatomically similar to dragons or something along those lines. Yeah, you know, how many how many dicks does a devil have? I mean, I probably as many as they want to have, right? Like, I mean, even though the Merilith was a demon and you're still an idiot. Um, okay, alright. They have six arms. So simply why... I mean, well, the thing with Merilith is that they probably aren't magically inclined so the horn devil probably is also not very magically inclined. Um, they have some magic resistance. Well, they do have, but they have magic resistance. Period. But I'm assuming it can be probably they can have as many as they want. Which means okay. So then, what if they want to like just flood up your system? That I mean, so that does well. I think that goes to like both attractiveness and maybe possibility that they can, if they can control their body at will, they can like shrink down to a size that's more reasonable and manageable. Yet again, it's the wings. I do think that they would probably have to take like a potion or something to make it work. Like, I think they def- <sighs> it would definitely be a magic that they have to go out of their way. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna echo 
four out of ten. Yeah, I'm feeling a four. You know what? After we talked about it, I feel even less like attracted to this, like to the possibility <laughs> of it. I'm gonna say a three out of ten. I'm gonna lower it down for me. Damn, that's not- so much. For what? me, what? Let's go ahead. No, no, I'm just not a big. I'm just. I'm not fucking with this monster. <laughs> um. Honestly, it's an eight out of ten. For what? For attractiveness? Yeah, for attractiveness. Yo, all right, all right, Joe. I'm here to fuck up the average. It's. <laughs> I'm here to ruin the average. I'm going to ruin this show. All of our scores will be disasters. But here's the thing. Okay. I I get that it's like, I could see being hot because it got the horns so you can just like latch it onto. It's like really tall. I mean, it's buff. I, I'm with it. I get it. I okay. get it. But the thing is, again, I think it's the wings that are bugging me. It's the scorpion tail, or like the scorpion tail, the, like the thorny tail that will also get in the way that won't really be pleasurable. It'll mostly be painful. And then, well, if you're into pain, that's for more, more power to you. Yeah. But like, so there are some days where you're not going to be super into it. You know, there's some days you're not going to want to be like half pain. Says you. All right. All Says right. you. Joe, we're going to be a little masochist up in this bitch, huh? Absolutely. Joe said, hey, yo, whip me daddy. But the thing is, it's just I am not the biggest I not the biggest fan of just the look and the attitude. I think the attitude's also weighing down on the look for me. So I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. Just middle of the road. They're alright. Okay. Um You went from a three to a five? No, I I put sorry, if for everyone oh, who's confused. Three was possibility. Yeah, three is possibility, five is attractiveness for everyone who is confused, as well as Joe who was <laughs> Yeah. That's it for me. And then there's the audacity. Oh, they're an 8 out of 10 attractiveness because um, physically, very hot. They're big. And um, I can work I can work pretty well in my head with a brat pillow princess himbo. So that's it. Okay. So then the next thing up is the audacity for it. So how audacious are we? is it to get with this? Which I would say... It's actually not that audacious because they're It's lazy, not that audacious. And they're going to be like, yeah, sure, whatever. I guess. I feel like they'll be just like super either into it or just like, I guess I'll go with the flow. It doesn't matter. Your characterization of like one horned devil out of the probably the many is so different from mine. It's so funny. Okay, all right. Let me describe how I'm picturing my okay, horned devil okay. and we can just go through this. See, my horned devil is laying on a couch in a Van Helsen t-shirt, uh, stuffing like his face full of Cheetos. And you look at him and you're like, hey man, uh, do you want to do it? And he's like, oh, fine, but I get on top. And he's like, well, can we like do something different? And he's like, no, I really <laughs> only mood for and just like exclusively does that. And that's all he ever does. It's just like, you come up to him, it's like, wow, your dick is great, but still just like one condition that we've done for six months. That's, that is the horn devil that I am imagining. Okay. And so what is the horn devil that you're imagining? I think that's how we should do these from now on. It's just like, put <laughs> how we imagine each of these and we just see how different we view these monsters. Honestly. 
So for me, I feel like I'm also lazy as like, well, I not like, it depends on what is happening, obviously, but I feel like in general, I like am very out of shape. It's funny because a horn devil is absolutely in shape. Um, but for me, I imagine that if the horn devil is like, like if we're, we're like going to continue on with this pale princess thing, I want to, even though I'm like, I'm like probably like definitely like 85% bottom. I feel like when I want to be a top or like, if we're just like kind of in a verse situation together, we can, I feel like that's a great opportunity for me to top more mm-hmm. and like, probably just like a lot more experimentation as far as like side by side positions go. And like, I feel like cuddling, it would be very easy. Um, and like, I th- honestly, I feel like a horned devil would like praise a lot and like I body mm. worship, which would be fun for me. I, I, okay. I see that. I'm not gonna, I won't, I won't kill, kill the vibe. I mean, I don't, I don't think they would do body worship. I think they'd be like, I mean, yeah, you still look hot, babe. Like, ah, no, yeah. me to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. They'd probably get off on that easily. I think they would really like it. And oh, like, yeah. I, I would most, I would definitely, I, in that moment would super prioritize, um, like how they're feeling and then if they, they're like having a great time with that then like that's all that i need honestly okay all right i see where you're going from i i see it do i accept it no <laughs> but uh-huh. I, I see where it's coming from when it comes to audacity though i'm gonna give it uh two out of ten i don't think it's that difficult to get through or i'm sorry not two out of ten it's eight out of ten my bad I don't think it's that difficult. Horn Devil seems real very easy to just like get into bed out of out of all the devils. I will still say I think they there would be a temper to like get through first. So I will probably say it's a seven out of ten. Okay. Like I I won't discount that. Absolutely. Valid. Valid. So now we go on to the last of the individual ones, which is parental acceptance. Uh, this is a one. Yeah, this is a, a hellfire. One. This is a one. You're you're getting burned at the stake for bringing this guy for bringing this guy home, easily. Like he's not magically powerful enough to like transform into something different, you know? Like, yeah. There's there's literally no way that you're bringing this guy home to see your parents at all. There's it's not happening. And then even if he wants, if, if with my horn devil, he's not even gonna want to see your parents. He's gonna put that off for as long as he can never define a relationship you know? <laughs> so with that we're going to add up all our individual scores to get our overall attractiveness both mine and joe's and then get our overall score all right so for our overall attractiveness for horn devils for me and joe that's going to be 4.63 putting them way behind S. probably our lowest ranked monster so far mm-hmm. like even with the test episode and this episode it's just horn devils just not doing it they're just not doing it the best they're definitely doing it for me, but certainly not the best. Certainly not the best. All right. I think it's time to get to the other side of the demonic coin. I'm going to demons, which I... Demons, 
we're much more famous, I think, in the D&D world. They have, like, the Demon Lords, which I think we're both going to be talking about. Plus, just they're much... I think they're a little bit cooler. Uh, but that, Agreed. Yeah, so the first one we're talking about, I think, is one of the more famous demons. I think everyone in D&D and or just in general knows of this Demon Lord. I want to talk about him because I have very strong opinions about what I think this Demon Lord is. And that is the Demon Lord Gratz. So, Joe, can you give us a little bit of info on Gratz? No. All right, then. You don't need, you don't need it. <laughs> I, I didn't okay. want to. No, we, no, we're going to move on. We're just going to talk about him just in the, like, no, no efforts. Here we go. Standing nine feet tall, Gratz appears as a lithe, muscular humanoid. His skin shines like polished obsidian and his eyes glitter with malevolent green light. He has yellowed fangs, pointed ears, and six slender fingers decorating each hand. He's sometimes described as having six small black horns half-hidden amidst his thick black hair. These fiendish traits are apparent, regardless of whatever form Gratz chooses to take. He is considered among the comeliest demon lords of the Abyss, in dresses in the most expensive and elegant finery on the entire plane. So, I like to paint you a picture of my gods, of my, what I believe this demon lord is. Here we go. So, Graz is hot. He's that seductive bachelor you see at the club. He's got a suit on, he looks at you from across the bar, and you're like, yo, he's in the VIP section, why is he looking at me? And then, like, the waiter comes up, drops you off a drink, and is like, it's from that guy over there. And you're like, oh? And he gestures over and winks, and you go over. And you have this beautiful, seductive night. He brings you up to his penthouse. Because, obviously, man's got a penthouse. Brings you up there, does wonders to you. Shows you the world. Goes down like ain't nobody gone down before. It is phenomenal. You wake up the next morning. He gives you a little card that says, call me. And you're like, Damn. <laughs> He really does love me. Two weeks later, you have chlamydia. What the fuck? I will say this to the end of the earth. Gratz is your hot ex-boyfriend who is a manipulative piece of shit. Gratz, and I will say this with my whole chest, is a Kyle. Chugs monster energy, punches a wall, and then says, babe, that's your fault, but I still love you. But his dick is so good, you stay with him for it. And the horn devil was it good? <laughs> okay, well, the horn devil had many negatives that came with it. Gratz is hot, got money, got has big chlamydia. Dead. He probably has chlamydia. He fucks. He probably doesn't use protection. You're this is there are a lot of assumptions being made right now. Yeah, and I can um, do that because this is our show. I can make any assumptions I fucking will, please. <laughs> okay, cool. Um. <laughs> There are a few other things that can definitely will definitely raise our scores in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, da, 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 da. The Dark Prince is a deeply sexual, erotic being. That is true. Is a dark figure who visits witches and sorcerers, granting them sexual favors as well as magical powers. As a result, his female consorts have populated the multiverse with a depraved host of half fiend children. Oh, that means he's a dead Pete dad, too. He's gonna knock you up and walk out. He's a fragile father. Listen, 
I will be the first to say I would like grads blow my back out. That's not what I'm saying. That's I'm, a given. That's a it's given. Fine. That is 100% what's happening. Where I think is just objective we have to talk about is that he's going to be manipulative. He's going to gaslight the fuck out of you. And he's probably going to leave you either with a kid or a venereal disease that comes from a different realm. Oh, my God. Um, th- I mean, that be- everything besides the STDs uh, being said, um, he was also an archdevil that served under Asmodeus before being a prince of the abyss. Oh, so he just, like, jumped sides. Yeah, most certainly, because he's chaotic. So, um, yeah. And there's another thing... Um, He's known as the six-fingered gentleman, so... Mm, you know he does things. Yeah, you know that's, he got... Yeah, he can give you all 12. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. If Gratz visited right, me right now, made out with me... And then right told me now? This, yeah, if Gratz just straight up pulled up my window and just said, hey, yo, I'm trying to fuck, but also I need you to sign up for this, like, this payday loan, I'll do it. I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'm going to do it. Another thing I have neglected to mention and that Dare, one of our producers, has brought to our attention is that Gratz has lair actions. Um, And one of those lair actions is the, or uh, regional effects rather, is that the region containing Gratz's lair is warped by his magic. Um, The madness of Gratz is... If a creature goes mad in Gratz's lair or within the line of sight of the Demon Lord, they have to roll on the madness of Gratz's table to determine the nature of the madness, which is a character flaw that lasts until cured. So, Which can sometimes just, never be cured. And sometimes you're just like, as our dear producer Dare said, you're down bad forever. <laughs> so some of them um, are along the lines of, there is nothing in the world more important than me and my desires. Um, my own pleasure is of paramount importance. Everything else, including social graces, is a triviality. Um, and anything that can bring me happiness should be enjoyed immediately. There is no point to saving anything pleasurable for later. So this is like, this is a lust yeah. guy. This, this is, is lust this is someone who's this like is a hedonist. Giving, yeah, an absolute hedonist, an absolute just like given to your lust kind of dog. Which again, very manipulative. Because he's just like, give it to your desires, because that's what you want to do. But if you fuck up your life, it's not because I forced you or not because you went crazy because I'm around. It's because <laughs> you decided to fuck up. Uh-huh. And your, your best Kyle voice. What's up? My name's Gratz, and I'm going to chug this monster and then tell you to, that you don't even know what the word gaslight means. What's up? I am waiting for you to give this guy a 10 out of 10 attractiveness by the end of this. Oh, and I'm- that says more about you than you think no that it does. You were, that you were characterizing him this way okay here's the thing just because i okay i uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. just because i uh-huh. am describing him in a negative sense which i do uh-huh. believe because you can describe someone negatively in their personality and who they are but still be attracted to them physically dare said you want to be a victim okay all right we're just gonna read these messages out loud <laughs> Anyway, um, for me, what is very, like, a very polyamory mind, um, in my opinion, is that something that I do very much know about Gratz is that he's surrounded by Lamia and Marilith and, like, hot all bitches. of these, like, really hot bitches. Like, he has many 
you know, this is the guy that has um, impregnated many people um, across the world. And this is the guy that people have a bunch of kids with and they have problems. They have daddy issues their whole lives because of this guy. But, um, oh no, before I go into that point, he also has this on and off again, enemies to lovers to enemies relationship with Tasha. Um, which that being said, she is also very hot. So if there is, you know, not even that, like, not even me self inserting myself into their relationship. Just the fact that like, which you are. He would know anything. Okay, so in in a self-insert relationship situation between me, Gratz, and Tasha, um, which would, you know, absolutely be, uh, uh, you know, there'd be a power dynamic between all of us. Um, but in the, like, fleeting moments that we're together, I feel like it would very much be this push and pull of Tasha's, like, inherently good nature and magic is for justice or I don't remember specifically everything about Tasha um and then Gratz magic is for pleasure magic is for the uncovering of all truths and such um I would just be there to learn and experience like so many things at the same time and it would be, I don't know. It would it would just be a very fascinating experience, as well as just very overwhelming in like a very pleasurable way. Because I think here, here's what I'm thinking. First of all, there could you add the awuga sound effect every time Jill was just talking occasionally, just like awuga, just right in the background. I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> and second, is that what well, I think we're both char- characterizing. Uh, Gratz in two different lights, which we I think we've done with most of these monsters, but it's I'm seeing Gratz in the most negative light, which is his manipulation slash his more hedonistic tendencies of I, being like I, I def I absolutely think he's manipulative and hedonistic. I just think that you're going about it in a way that this is you're characterizing him as like a male Gemini, and I'm characterizing him as a male. Sagittarius. I hate that that both that I got what you were saying and that was a valid example. I'm upset by that. Because male Geminis, like the whole stereotype against them, not that like this is not all Geminis. Um, If you're a Gemini, cry about it. Just very all over the place obnoxious, many partners, many fixations, etc. Great at communicating annoyingly so um well i guess i guess gaslighting specifically Mm -hmm. um and with sagittarius says i feel like a very common um criticism or negative the negative feeling around them is that they're heartbreakers like they go from one thing to the next um they're hedonists they're just people that don't care about emotions and just, you know, again, go on for go from one thing to the next. I think that Gratz is just what he is. Like he, this is a demon Lord that escaped lawfulness to go into chaos and loves to be surrounded by wealth and pleasure. And that is 
greed of Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, you know, that is a great descriptor. I think that is a great descriptor of it. And if you think that greed would be named Kyle, I will kill you. No, no, no. He's more of a Jason. Um, but we should go <laughs> to we should go first to possibility. So, because we we've talked a lot about grads, we haven't really got into the Popo scale. We have, a, we, have a, we have a lot of feelings. Yeah. Okay. So for possibility, I'm saying nine that you know nine to ten out of ten. Because like, uh, Gratz nine point five. Yeah, Gra- yeah, I'll do a nine point five because Gratz is a humanoid. Uh, B like whiz willing to be with a human which i think is also a factor and c definitely knows how to fuck so it is always in the realm of possibility i think it's more of like an eight out of ten only because of the lair effect i think that would be really annoying to have to get through first that's true but he could also come to you he could but i feel like also if it is a matter of him approaching me, that's definitely possible. Me approaching him would definitely be a lot harder. Because I'm not really, like, I'm not, although I'm super into this guy's whole thing, I'm not, like, in person gravitated towards the most sexy person, the sexiest person in our room. You know, like, I'm just, I'm going to be in a public setting there just to vibe most of the time. Okay. All right. I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. So then let's go to attractiveness. Which, again, we said it as a joke, but I will say I think Gratz is 1,000% hot. So I will be giving Gratz a 10 out of 10 for attractiveness. It's very – it's super funny to me, though. So because as – just like going over the description again, um, he has yellow teeth. Oh, Oh, wait. Which actually, that's like very judgmental of me, which is, it's fine. But like, he is like. He he gives, like, again, he gives off Kyle vibes where he he's crusty, but still sexy. Right. He's crusty. He's crusty. You know what? I think I have to tone it down a bit. Get the water bottle. Spritz me a bit. I will bring it down because I'm also going to bring in his overall personality and how he is. I, would I still jump into bed with him? Yes. But I am also aware of the risks going through for that and how shitty he's going to be in general. Not like a super shitty, but just a basic shitty. I'm going to give him eight, eight and a half out of ten. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give him an eight just because I feel like for me, Gratz is only really super hot when he's around a lot of women. That's a lot to break down there, but. We'll unpack that at a different time. I don't know what we have to unpack. I think that being in like a harem, but mostly being involved in the other women more than him sounds great. Yeah. He's he's just the supplier. <laughs> you know what? Valid. Absolutely valid. That's all he has to be to me. Um Audacity? I feel like there's a lot of audacity. The regional effects. Yeah. Yeah. The regional effects with just how, like, how he is and how many, like, you will probably have to fight off a couple people. He'll be like, I can do it with everybody, but you still have to, like, 
get through like a like a screening process and then like the other people who could be jealous plus the layer effects it is pretty audacious four out of ten for me i'm gonna do three out of ten yeah and finally parental approval uh i'm giving it a one out of ten Hellfire, hellfire, hellfire out of hellfire. Hellfire out of hellfire. You are not bringing Gratz to see your parents. And if you are, he's sleeping with your mom and your dad. He's going to fuck your dad. He's going to fuck your dad. And I don't want anyone else to fuck my dad except for my mom. (laughs) That's her right. That is her. That's her. If they got divorced, then it's up to that. They can play the field then. But while they are married. business. Yeah. I don't know what they do in their free time, but I personally would like to keep it one to one. You know? If they want to spice it up, please don't tell me about it. <laughs> and with that, we're going to add up all of our scores to get our overall attractiveness for the Demon Lord himself. I got a 5.75. And I got a 5 out of 10. So in um, as the general average for the both of us, Gratz has a 5.38 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Which puts him strictly in the middle of our two previous devils, which is interesting. I think I'm surprised Aranes is higher than Gratz, to be honest, but also we did talk shit about him for an extended period of time. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, just, he's a guy. He's fine. He's fine. He fucks. Have you seen Lucifer on, like, Netflix, which I know Joe hasn't? I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I think Gratz is Lucifer with just his devil face straight up, which, you know, for everyone who watches that show, you can look it up. Okay, so we'll be going into our last Demon King. We will be talking, I will specifically mm-hmm. be you. talking about Baphomet. Uh, I have opinions. Uh, I have so many opinions on this one, but I'm going to let Joe... Okay, anyway. All right. I was about to segue to you, Doc. Baphomet. The Horned King and the Prince of Beasts is worshipped by those who want to break the confines of civility and unleash their bestial nature. Baphomet appears as a great Blackford Minotaur, 20 feet tall with six iron horns. Although he is filled with bestial bloodlust, there lies within him a cruel and cunning intellect, devoted to subverting all of civilization. Sometimes, Casting aside his deadly weapons, he charges his enemies and gores them with his horns, trampling them into the earth and rending them with his teeth like a beast. So. That is Baphomet. I... My wonderful, kind-hearted and... (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna let you rock. I talked a lot for Graz. I'm gonna let you rock before I give my opinion. Because okay. I have okay. extensive ones. Because me and Joe have had some discussions about other about Minotaurs and things like that, which will be another episode because that episode is going to be explosive to say the least. But uh, I want to give give me give me your take. What do you want to say about about Baphomet? I think Baphomet is a a narco philosophist. I think Baphomet is someone that like is the guy that knows the difference between anarcho syndicalism and anarcho communism. Um, subverting civilization is literally, in my mind, means destroy the state. Um, mm-hmm. Which you know, the state is also philosophically considered um, 
a state of mind, a construct, etc. Because it is. Um, so, really, me who has had an emo phase, and you know, I have like always, I've always loved the imagery of Baphomet in general, even like as a non D and D figure. Um, it would just be full circle, you know what I mean? It would okay. be, it would just like come back to like this admiration and like revelry in his symbolism. Um, and for like everything in my little like anarcho anarchist community heart um, to be, I don't know what I would be to him. I, I think just like in, in like a weird, like who are we to, who would we be to either of these monsters? Well, I would make, the argument in in the nicest way possible for Grotz, mm -hmm. we would be a pastime of a pastime and yes. for baphomet you'd be a literal fleshlight oh my god okay baphomet is 20 feet tall he's using you as a fleshlight easy as such i mean okay don't okay that don't be just okay <laughs> that i i that is just okay <laughs> Like I'm cool with it. That's my that's my dream. That's just, all right. Like you, you draw. There has to be lines. There ha I, if 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 Baphomet wanted me to like go past the regional effects of his lair just to <laughs> have me for a night and then that's it. Just like have the story and the experience burned into my brain forever. That is a blessing. Okay, so I immediately saw several negatives as you've read that description. If my body has to recover for like a week afterward, that's, that's not a fine. Week. That's the rest of your life. You were Okay. Your guts rearrange in a way that your guts you're you're using okay, an but iron Okay, listen. Lug. Obviously everything like eventually comes back together and like you're fine. No. That's yes. not how the body works. Well, we have different things going on, so I don't know about you. Obviously like uh, yes, this is a twenty foot tall. This is a twenty foot tall. This is a twenty foot tall horned king and beast, a uh, prince of beasts. Um, mm -hmm. Who? But who? I'll say this: He's a twenty foot tall king of the beast who took the BDSM quiz and got one hundred percent on Predator. Uh huh. Don't uh -huh me like that. That's his Don't whole uh -huh thing. Me on that. that is his whole thing. Man said, "Ayo, run around till I find you." Bark like a dog and let me. I pop, no, I'm not even. I'm not even running around. Like I don't even like Predator and Prey. I am just walking towards him. That's Which, it. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because again, he makes these wild labyrinths. You have to straight up find him in it. It's like he drops you in the middle of a city and says, "Here's your one clue," and it's like a riddle. And you have to walk through the entire maze of like Bushwick in order to get to him. Which then he's just sitting there, he's like, "You've been hunted, babe." Like, come on, come on. Well, that is your characterization of him in this moment. So, it's not what I have to believe. Um, it, it's not, but it's kind. Of, it there's 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 the ideal version, and then who he actually is. Okay, so to be fair to what you are saying, cleric, um, the regional effect of the Prince of Beasts is the madness of Baphomet. So the lair effects until cured are um, along the lines of. My anger, con anger, my anger consumes me. I can't be reasoned with when my rage has been stoked. I degenerate into beastly behavior, seeming more like a wild animal than a thinking being. 
um, hate comes easily to me and explodes into rage and lots of other things that are based on like the sin of wrath. There'd be a lot of dead bodies. There'd be in like the lair and like in the labyrinth and, um, you know, it'd be, it'd be smelly, sweaty, like lots of like, would not be good for Mm -hmm. conditions of human life. No, there would not. It would not. So you're seeing, so you're, let me, let me ask this. You're saying that as a problem, correct? Not like that's just something I have to walk through. I'm not saying it as a problem. Oh my God, Joe. Joe. Listen, you thinking that Gradst is worth it is like me thinking that Baphomet is worth it. There's a, there's a line though. There's, there's a certain line. The line. Tell Gratz, me what the line is. Gradst is at least semi-humanoid that you could like, in like is, is within your height range and has definitely fucked people. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in someone in my height range. There's... This is magic. This is D and D. Okay. Yes. Everything. Going- everything can happen in D and D, even though it shouldn't. You know what? All right. I'll relent. If we're going by D and D rules, yes, you can one hundred percent go to town to be used like a flashlight as that, and probably recover. The I I I, I he's twenty feet tall, Joe. He's twenty. Mm-hmm. Do twenty feet tall is the size of most like building like this is a good size of a building mm-hmm. you're you're fighting like a a, a one-third king Kong. the possibility is gonna be low like it's like a it's like a four out of ten it's absolutely a, it's a two at most okay you sound so upset that i gave it a two no i'm not upset i'm just i'm i'm like <laughs> I'm just challenging you actively because you're not going to change my mind. I, I know that it's like basically impossible. It, I, uh, this is like the precursor to the Minotaur episode. I already know it. Just but, wait. Just wait. Just wait. That episode's going to be, that episode's going to be a disaster. <laughs> I love it. But I, he's the lair effects and like the labyrinth portion of it is going to make it so difficult to even get to him. Even if we're, we're taking out the possibility, we're taking out bodily possibility. We're saying, sure, whatever. But the lair effects and the physical just getting to him is such an arduous journey that doesn't make it worth it. To you. Don't to you, me. <laughs> Don't to you, me. I... Here's the thing. I've to you'd you before too, so it's like I feel like I've to you'd you the most. So I feel like we can just carry on to the attractiveness. <laughs> the attractiveness, yeah. Joe, how attractive do you find ba- uh, Baphomet? Interestingly, I don't think it's a ten. Okay. Is I think. A- I'm being reasonable, and I do understand that there are still a fair amount of things that would make it hard. Mm-hmm. to like i don't know be his friend or something yeah um, but i will say that it's like a nine out of ten i because <laughs> here's, here's oh you you set me up because you, <laughs> you're like <laughs> it's not gonna be a 10 i was like oh okay so joe's gonna be like kind of joe's gonna like tone it down joe might go for like maybe an eight or a seven nine that's it's basically a ten you, <laughs> it's not it's literally a nine yeah i for for everyone who because we're not having visuals, my glasses are all the way up and my hands are just like 
holding my eyes right now. I'm having a good time. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let you know it's a three out of ten. Well, I do think okay. the t- the tallness and him being a beefy dude, I'm not gonna say no to. It's still just like you're using me as a motherfucking flashlight, dog, and you're rearranging everything <laughs> inside me, and then you're gonna try and hunt me. No thanks. I'm not. Don't call. I'm. Don't call me Bambi. You know. That's kind of cute, though. I mean, but the way he's probably gonna say he's gonna be like Bambi, I'm coming for that's, you. That's great. That that's what's doing it for you. I I chose this guy for a reason. Yeah. You want to just be like I'm hunting you in the forest, Joe? No, I'm walking towards him. Well, see, no, he's not gonna like that. It's easy prickings. He wants to pray you. He wants to like. He wants the the thrill of the hunt. We can work something out. So yeah, if you do like, it's gonna be like a weird foreplay thing where he's like, "I'm gonna throw it, release you into this forest, and I'm gonna humble after you, little Bambi," like kind of shit. Okay. But I hate that you just said. All right, let's just go on to audacity, hubris. I want to say you gotta be challenging. You're you're really audacious for this it's one. It's a one out of ten. It's a it one out a, of ten. It is, it is very audacious. You're you're challenging something. You're challenging something real close. Uh, parental acceptance. That's another one out of ten. Your parents are not accepting that. Okay, so here we go. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, I'll hear you out. I'll hear you out. I gotta, I gotta, I, I'll hear you out. What do you, what do you gotta say? Two, two out of ten. Why? How? Don't so, clap your hand like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two out of ten, mostly because I'm being indulgent. I understand. Mm-hmm. It's a one. He is literally what has been symbolized as the devil and Satan for like the beginning of time, right? That is true. That is um, true. In general, we have established this just like us between us as people mm. um, that I do not have to talk to my parents. My parents does not have to be involved in any facet of any of my relationships. That is very true. Um, but I think they would be very interested if I just said something along the lines of like, Oh, he's like a wrestler. He's like very <laughs> community based. He's very interested in politics. He loves animals. Okay. My parents don't like animals, actually. Okay. But it's a two. It's not. It's not. It's not. Obviously, it's not Christian marriage. It's not absolutely a hellfire for okay. me. I I understand. If here's here's how I relent to two. Not that I mean it's our only individual scores. It doesn't matter. But here's how I understand it too. If. A, Bahamut polymorphed into, like, a, a smaller form. B, if he, if you were going for the anarcho-capitalist kind of vibe where it's more destabilize the state, then I want to hunt someone down, sure. And if he, like, didn't eat your parents. All if of he where, eats my parents, 10 out of 10. You know, you know, it's actually not, I don't really have a problem with that either, honestly. <laughs> I think this podcast is going to slowly glimpse at, into our parental lives. <laughs> slowly. Everybody mind your own fucking business. <laughs> yeah, mind your own business. I don't want to get any tweets. 
I mean, like, I heard you say something on the podcast about your parents. I get it. No. Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I will. I understand it too. If you want to give him a two, fine. I, will, I won't judge you for it. I'm going to still give Thank him a you. one. I'm going to still say he's a one out of ten for that. All right. For me, in overall attractiveness, I got a 1.75 out of 10. For Joe, it was an overall score of 4 out of 10, which brings our combined total to 2.88 out of 10 for Baphomet, the Horned Prince, which is our lowest score so far. Mm -hmm. Tragic. Definitely. Absolutely tragic. So if we're ranking our our scores right now or, like, putting them in order from greatest to least, we got Anarissus as number one, uh, Gratz as number two, Horn Devils number three, and coming in dead last is uh, Baphomet. So our overall scores for the Devils for the Aaron Yews as well as the Horn Devil is a five point four four out of ten, and then for the Demons, Gratz, and Baphomet, our total or overall average is four point one three out of ten. Yes. So even though we, you know, we said that Devils weren't that interesting, they are still far more approachable in relationship material than demons are which makes sense they're yeah. chaotic evil yeah demons you're not overall not gonna have a good time devils eh, a little bit more of a possibility so with those two overall scores for devils and demons as of currently since it is our first episode devils are number one with demons coming in second place for most like for fuckable monsters which i think is a pretty good and- way to start and number one is a 5.44. Yeah, so there's nowhere else to go but up, honestly. So Or down. Uh, yeah, there, there's definitely going to be something lower. What do you, you know, do we have a whole season to get through? There's definitely going to be highs and lows and monsters that we both are just like, gross. <laughs> We're going to have tops and bottoms all uh, throughout the season. But this has been our first episode. Joe, what do you think about our little first episode? so far um i would love to do one of these with you in person yes and we're just gonna we're just gonna fist fight it is gonna just be a fist fight where i'm just standing up yelling and it's just you just looking at me like i did nothing wrong it's <laughs> it, it's literally that mean knife cat yes exactly <laughs> but i really enjoyed this and i hope everybody listening did as well so if you have any feedback or questions or even want to post your own rankings, uh, please do. Let us know because we – I think we greatly enjoyed talking about this and making this. So knowing that people, other people definitely enjoyed it uh, would help us and give us uh, a lot of like confidence and just make us feel good about it, you know? And give us some requests and ideas and media representations of some monsters that might be interesting for us to fight over. Yeah, even more. It doesn't have to be just strictly D&D. It can be anywhere on any kind of culture, any kind of show, any kind of thing like that. Because while we're sticking with D&D at the moment, we're going to start branching out uh, into different kinds of media and different kinds of stuff. Because we there's a whole host of monsters out there begging the question, should we fuck them? Yes. The answer is always yes. So I think this is where we sign off for Monster Fuckers Anonymous. It's me, your color commentator, uh, Cleric. And it's me, Joe, the technical analyst. And I hope you all have safe monster sex out there, you know? Fuck a a demon. Fuck a demon. Summon a demon and straight up fuck it. Fuck it. Have them eat your parents. 
each <laughs> have the demon and devil each appearance and then fuck on their corpse. Hail Satan. <laughs> Bye.